This world gives us back what we give out. There have been so many times that I have shifted my mood, said, no, I'm going to do this the right way. I'm going to, I'm, I am a happy, confident person. I can feel the shift in my being. And then I see how people respond to me differently. The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak. They talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. Hello, thank you for joining us for another episode of Psilocybin Says with Courtney Rose. And Eric Osborne. We're so happy that you're here with us today. So happy and grateful. Today we're talking about praxis, walking your talk. But before we do, we're going to share a little bit of our walk with you. We've uh, just recently published a webinar on our website, the morethanintegration.com website. We said it was going to be out by the 25th, and boy, we had to work hard to get it there. But yes. fist bump, done, Boom. Did we it. did it, got it out there, and it looks and good. It's such a valuable resource for you all mm-hmm. to learn more about plant medicine and how to go about it in a, uh, an intentional way. Yeah, and gives uh, more detail on the coaching program that we're presenting, uh, the in, in, uh, incorporating the Proctor Gallagher's thinking into results into plant medicine experiences, which is going to be really, really powerful for the people that are working with that. Excited about that as well. We've got our first few clients that we're getting ready to start our, mm-hmm. our program with. And uh, yeah, just excited to be sharing that with everybody and are very, very confident that it's going to be a game changer mm-hmm. in people's psychedelic growth yeah if you felt like you've had one or multiple experiences with plant medicine or maybe you're planning one and you feel like oh my gosh I'm feeling really called to this but I really don't have the community or the support who do I talk to about this where do I go how do I get results from this experience um, that's where more than integration comes in so again check out the webinar we talk more about what we offer Uh, in our coaching program there. Yeah. So anyway, moving on to today's topic, which is praxis, a word that is not uh, commonly used in our language, but maybe and maybe because it's not commonly put into practice in our culture. As I started to really dive into the concept of praxis, uh, you know, seven or eight months ago when I first started studying uh, Bob Proctor's stuff, I came to realize this is where we start to distance ourselves from the results that we want right so mm-hmm. Cordy, can you kind of shed some light on what praxis means i would be so happy and grateful too <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so praxis is the integration of belief with behavior so we have belief on two different levels so belief in our educated mind based on logic based on what we see and on the information we gather, then we have belief on a very deep level on a subconscious level. So belief that controls our behavior and is part of our paradigm. So we can consciously say we believe something to be true while subconsciously we're not buying it. So we're behaving from the subconscious belief. Mm -hmm and not from the conscious belief. So like, yeah, when somebody says, I believe in free speech, and then 
they shut somebody down when they start to talk about their opinion. It's because subconsciously they're not. They believe in their free speech. <laughs> yeah. They believe they're right <laughs> all the time <laughs> or they're afraid to be wrong or. And I know. think this is like where we, I may have already said this. I think this is where we really diverge in our, on our, in our road to success and having, and having the, res, getting the results we want. <clears throat> It seems like this is, mm-hmm. for me, I know, like, there's so many things. The the emotional stuff, right? Like, I am in charge of my emotions. I know that on, on a conscious level, and mm-hmm. yet I still find myself occasionally, unconsciously, falling back into old mm-hmm. habitual ways of feeling and then thinking. Uh, so if I... As I now, where I am seeing this personally become more a part of my subconscious today, I feel like there were a couple of small hits that I took, and where I felt that potential for it to really push me into a, a low vibe state, mm-hmm. I, I I could remind myself a little quicker. Everything's working out. There's a good, there's a good to every bad, you know, there's mm-hmm. always a flip side on this thing. So yeah. just be patient and watch it unfold. And sure enough, things, you know, kind of started to turn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess like we often think that, that our beliefs are always our behavior, but if we really start to take an inventory and look at our beliefs and how they compare to our behavior, uh, oftentimes it'll, it'll kind of put us in a shock, like, holy shit, do I? How much of what I believe do I actually believe? Mm. Can where where are some spots in your life where you see this coming mm. up? Yeah, I always come back to the coffee paradigm. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> I maybe because I'm drinking coffee every time we make a podcast. I don't know. Or I drink a lot of coffee, uh-huh. but I'm thinking. I will be talking to somebody about how important it is to take breaks from drinking coffee mm-hmm. and do a cleanse mm-hmm. every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I feel this pull of like, it's this little tiny voice that's like, mm-hmm. when's the last time you took a break from mm-hmm. drinking coffee? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just move on Mm -hmm. and meanwhile i'm telling somebody yeah it's a really good idea to like cut coffee out Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. sugar's one i know we we talk about that a lot here you and i and then Mm -hmm. we talk about the kids and then a lot of times friends Mm -hmm. people are like oh sugar is the real gateway such a good example everybody's getting sugar like everybody knows they're saying they they believe sugar is bad for you yeah. And then continue to consume it. Yeah, man, that's such, as a parent, I mean, yeah, for all you parents listening, like how many times you tell your kid not to do something and then you're like, turn around and go and try, like you're about to do the thing mm-hmm. that you just told them oh they shouldn't do. Oh and it's like, God. shit. Yeah, having kids will really oh, put, like, put that the stuff rubber in to the face. road right now. Like, you know, walk the talk or what? No, it's so true. That's a big one, too. I didn't, I didn't even think, think about that in my list of kind of five lifestyle topics here that we're going to go through, <laughs> hopefully, or maybe, I don't know, maybe you think my list is silly, but I no, think it's, it's a great list. But the kid one is big. Like, I don't believe that a child should be punitively punished, and yet 
when I find myself not knowing what to do, you know, I'm like, mm. go to your room or, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever. I, I can't remember the last time I spanked a kid, but I have spanked a kid, even though I say that yeah. I don't believe that spanking is helpful. I've done it, you know. Yeah. So, ooh, those children, boy, they're sure some great teachers. They are. They're some of the best. So, yeah, um, we can do anything we want to do, but we have to. Do you really believe that? What? Do you really believe that in your subconscious? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, do you? I, it's easier for me to believe that other people <laughs> <laughs> can do whatever they want to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Like, I had a couple of little coaching calls today and I found myself just so easily like it's so easy what what is that it's so easy to encourage other people and see in them what they can't see within themselves because you don't have to be the one that's doing the everyday discipline that's involved yeah for sure yeah I don't have the trauma that they have so I'm not even just the trauma I mean like to to make your beliefs really become your behavior takes an incredible amount of discipline and focus mm-hmm. and you got to keep coming back you got to keep coming back and it's so easy to like like you said tell somebody else oh yeah you can stop eating sugar and then you know there's Reese's peanut butter cups around you and you're like oh maybe next week I'll stop eating sugar yeah you know kind of thing so yeah seeing the potential in other people you 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 don't have the history of seeing their limitations sure. like you see yourself. Sure. Yeah, I don't have all the memories of all the times Baggage. that they didn't do the ideal thing that they wish right. they would have done. And but you remember all, all that, that for yourself. For myself, I do, yes. Yeah, but that's, again, I, I tell you, man, that Maxwell Maltz book is such a helpful book. Uh, it's uh, the Psycho-Cybernetics. He talks a lot in there about focusing on positive memories we Mm -hmm. can actually make a conscious effort to focus on times when risks that we took turned out Mm -hmm. well you know when Mm. our behavior led to positive outcomes and it's it's by focusing on that and remembering the rewards remembering our successes is how we prime ourselves for more success right I mean, the emotional stuff is seriously, this is a big thing. You know, I know I'm, I'm, I am, again, not a medical professional. I'm not giving you medical advice. But for myself, my depression is not a chemical imbalance. My depression is a is a programming. And mm-hmm. that I have told myself that I'm no good. People won't like me. You always fuck up. And it's not true. There's like so many times yeah. that I have done so many cool things that went so super well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've just like ha- have made a habit of getting into this, you know, negativity mm. bias. Oh, I just had an idea. Mm-hmm. Tell me. What if we woke up? So, you know how before we eat dinner mm-hmm. uh, every night we say what we're grateful for? Mm-hmm. What if every morning when we woke up as a family and we said the our most favorite things about ourselves to start the day that's a nice idea that's a nice idea i like i still like the idea of like putting those kinds of things on the mirror in our bathroom so that we wake up and see that Mm -hmm. you know Um, i like that 
But yes, we should absolutely be reminding ourselves of the greatness that we are. And then we will slowly but surely start putting those things into practice. Yes. And then our praxis will be positive. I kind of want to share something. Yeah, please do. About a recent reprogramming experience. Okay, you're laughing (laughs) like it's going to embarrass me. (laughs) Which is okay. Well, it's not going to embarrass you. I'm hard to embarrass, yeah. But it is a little bit vulnerable thing. But I think it's super valuable. I love it. Go. Especially for, well, for men and women listening. Obviously, I'm a woman, so I'm thinking maybe more women will relate to this. But so just had a baby. She's four months old. Mm -hmm. And a lot changes in that time. Like, you know, I, my body went through so many changes being pregnant. I grew a freaking human okay Mm -hmm. and so like hormonally beautiful human physically yeah not just a freaking human but (laughs) (laughs) a freaking amazing human and so generally after you give birth hormones are still adjusting for a while and everything's thrown off uh and there's a bunch of adjustments to be made you're taking care of another being and Uh, self-care gets oftentimes put to the wayside and uh, it's this whole new balancing act of relationships with with other children and your spouse and yourself and all that and so being getting back to a place of feeling like turned on for myself Mm -hmm. in life Mm -hmm. has been something that I've been frustrated with myself about because it's like something we all want right to feel Mm -hmm. turned on for life and Mm -hmm. just just you know excited in general and after a few months like postpartum I felt like man where is that that spark Mm -hmm. inside me Mm -hmm. where is it like is it just around the corner what's going on and I started to talk down to myself like what's wrong with you how come you're not like how come you're not more turned on? Mm -hmm. Why are you so tired? Why are you like, and just talking in that way, like how come you're not doing better? Mm -hmm. And it just dawned on me like a week ago or something that I was telling myself a story Mm -hmm. and thankfully we're, super deep into this material and we're talking about it every single day Mm -hmm. throughout the day with ourselves and other people. So thankfully for that, I'm changing all kinds of stories right now. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) (laughs) so a week ago I was like, I'm going to change the story. Damn it. It But it's okay. Oh, really? It was Sunday. Sunday we went out to, to uh, dinner. Remember we, we were out sitting out to dinner with your parents and I was like, just like, oh my God, like, we're just like telling ourselves who we are. We're just, you know, us yeah. to a friend and how some, uh-huh. you know, and that's, that's the night that you came home and you're like, I'm going to change this paradigm <laughs> because <laughs> okay, it, it, it that, was yeah, so was like, we had that co- really poignant conversation and it was so clear to both of us hearing the people around us talking right. about who they were. Yeah. And like, like their praxis was negative. 
You know, they were believing. Mm -hmm. They were they were embodying their beliefs and their beliefs were negative. Yeah, exactly. Right. So identifying that within other people around us really helped me to once I remembered like, oh, yeah, like we're just like each other. I'm just like them and I've got stories and I'm over here watching them over there tell these negative stories and then actually behave negatively. I'm doing the same thing Mm -hmm. by telling myself over and over and over. I'm not turned on for life anymore. Mm -hmm. I've got two kids now. I guess I'm just going to be like bored. Like I'm just going to be boring. I'm going to be just low energy and tired all the time. I guess this is what I'm going to be now Mm -hmm. Uh, that I don't, like I can tell myself a different story. If I can tell myself that I can tell myself the opposite. Yeah. So I and was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And you did. All right. <laughs> and it was good. And the results were positive. <laughs> and the thing is, it's yeah. like something like that where you can immediately see a benefit, you know? Yeah. I mean, like you, everybody enjoys good sex. Right. And so like you immediately feel that like oh shit yes this this was a good thing like changing flipping this script was a good thing and so it can very quickly become a new paradigm your praxis can very quickly become positive because you see the immediate results like okay i talked to myself differently just had some crazy good sex i feel so good now yeah i see but it's the times when we don't get the immediate results that it's more challenging Hey, pretty girl. Hey, honey. <laughs> when a we smiling don't, baby over here. Yeah. When we don't get those immediate <laughs> results, like when we think about the uh, the abundance thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's not something that very often is a immediate return. Mm-hmm. If you have a mentality that life is, that there's never enough, that there's always lack, mm-hmm. right? then you're going to be like, yes, that's going to be what you're into. And if you believe that and you embody that and that's what you're going to be experiencing. But if you if you shift that Mm -hmm. belief Mm -hmm. or you start shifting that belief and you start to say, okay, I'm looking around. Life is, uh, is, is so abundant. There's so many resources. There's everything that we need here. Right. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that all of a sudden your bank account is just going to start to fill up. Right. Right. There's a there's a there's a discipline required and there's mm-hmm. a, a time lapse required for some yeah. results versus others. Yeah, I mean, some we results. Have, ahead, we have energetic imprints all over the place. We have uh, with filled with our paradigms. Mm-hmm. Everything around us, we have filled with the paradigms that we've held. Whether that's material items in our home that. Uh, we see every day that remind us of that paradigm or Mm. music that we play that's in alignment with our paradigm and the relationships that we have with other people that are lining up with those paradigms. And so we've got to, in order to really see the results, we've got to tick away at Mm. all those boxes Mm. until we're, when we look around at some point after we've been ticking away, changing the paradigm, then we look around and see, oh, I'm listening to different music now mm-hmm. that I believe something different. Yeah. I'm, I've painted my walls a different color. I've gotten rid of all the dark 
paintings all around or whatever it may be. I've got more plants in my house and that makes me happier. So what are some other places do you think that where we can see those um, more rapid results as we um, realign our, our praxis? You know, this one that you're talking about, the, the sensuality Mm -hmm. turned on for life. That was a, that was a, fortunately (laughs) an immediate, uh, yes, we won't get uh, too graphic, yeah, no, but saying, it was pretty great. I mean, it's it an immediate, like, positive outcome. And that helps to reinforce the reality that we have control over our reality. So what are some other areas that we can help our listeners more quickly get results? Because mm-hmm. once you start to get those results and you see that, then you can say, okay, now I can confidently or more confidently apply this same uh, methodology to yeah. other things that are more difficult to shift. Oof. I one comes to mind really quickly <clears throat> for me, which is something in the past that I've struggled really hard with is finances and even being willing to look at my financial situation, mm-hmm. like even the thought of looking at it. Mm-hmm. has scared me Uh, in the past to the point where it just gets worse and worse and worse Mm -hmm. because I'm refusing to look at it. And so what I've practiced, uh, in the past and I'm always practicing getting better at, but when I tell myself a different story, when I recognize that I'm having that paradigm, I'm not good with saving money. I'm not good at being savvy financially and I recognize that and I say hold up what if I am I am good at saving money I am financially savvy I am and sitting down and even if it's just for one solid minute imagining me in an office surrounded by people Mm -hmm. asking me for financial advice and me looking at my bank account and it's just flooding with money, just Mm -hmm. stacking with money, money's coming in all the time. Then all of a sudden I can even open up my, it inspires me enough to open up my, all my, all my accounts and start planning to even take out a notebook and, and create a budget. Mm -hmm. If I can get enough inspiration, which can sometimes seriously only take one minute, for me to get mm-hmm. inspired mm-hmm. and believe a different story just enough mm-hmm. to get me to the place of l- even looking at the situation. Mm-hmm. That is huge. Cause if I wouldn't have allowed myself to do that, then it could be God knows how long yeah. before I even yeah, no, make I any that, kind of plan. That to might be not better. be immediately. That might not mean you immediately see more money coming into your bank account, but it means that you are immediately more comfortable with your bank account. Yeah, a weight is lifted. opens you up to things getting better. Well, what are you yeah. talking about? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that face right there. Sometimes I really wish this was on video so we could <laughs> zoom in and on our babies. Yeah, well, scrunched up that face. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What is a... What's a situation that you're you can think of where you where get quick pretty results. immediate results um in my mood when i really when i really am when i can get a hold of it when i can really get a hold of it 
and I'm getting better and better. And I can say, you know, just like that, whatever that affirmation or I gave you last night, you know, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. This morning it was very helpful. You know, I kind of started feeling down. Yeah. And then I remembered like, no, I'm actually, I am happy. I am, I am a happy person. I am a healthy person. Mm-hmm. I am a helpful person. Mm-hmm. I'm a handsome person. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, it just changed. It just changed the way I carried myself. Mm-hmm. And that is like, that's where it, it's at ultimately, you know, like our, this world gives us back what we give out. Yeah. And if I, there's been so many times that it's not, you know, I'm sure a, uh, a stringent scientist would tell me I'm, uh, you know, whatever, just foolish and woo-woo. But there have been so many times that I have shifted my mood, said, nope, I'm going to do this the right way. I'm going to, I'm, I am a happy, confident person. Mm-hmm. And I can feel the shift in my being. Mm-hmm. And then I see how people respond to me differently. Mm-hmm. And then that reinforces the belief that, hey, yep, you're a happy, positive person. People like being around you. People are attracted to you. People find you interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that and then that just sets off a whole cascade of other positive outcomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that that's probably the most powerful and important place where I find immediate results and actually even in physical stuff you know i told you yesterday i've been dealing with uh whatever this pain in my neck for the last week or something i slept on it funny woke up a little week but a week ago my neck was just hurting like crazy and yesterday i just started telling myself i feel better i feel better all the time and mm-hmm. i absolutely within the matter of 30 minutes started feeling physically better there was less pain mm-hmm. so yeah but, and for people that are in some kind of pain not only does an example like that actually telling us a new story that we are we are getting we are feeling better all the time not only does that give our body permission to help itself Mm. uh, but it also allows ourselves to to accept the opportunity for help Mm. sometimes it's that we're not doing the things that we Mm. need to do in order to maintain our health i started actually physically relaxing when i said to myself i feel better all the time i'm feeling better every minute i found myself as the day went on taking little moments to like meditate Mm -hmm. just stretch and relax and let the tension go so that's you're that's really interesting you're really right about that i didn't i didn't notice it was consciously yeah so it's not as if just because we say to ourselves i am in perfect health that doesn't mean all of a sudden we go from having cancer to all of a sudden we don't have cancer anymore right however it does mean that we allow ourselves to accept the opportunities. We're in a frame of mind where we can, we believe we're worthy of it. Mm. We, we are in alignment with those opportunities for going to yoga classes with friends, taking those invitations to go on vacation, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Whereas Mm -hmm. if we're telling ourselves the opposite story, then we're just saying no to all those opportunities. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. I think health is a big one for people with it, where the belief and the behavior don't line up. I mean, you already, we already mm-hmm. talked about in terms of like coffee and sugar and some of the things that we consume, but you know, <clears throat> who out there thinks that exercise is, is not good for you, right? We all know like physical movement is good for you, mm-hmm. but how many of us are really getting as much of that as we should? Mm-hmm. And then when we yeah. do shift that behavior and we start to get real results, it's like, oh gosh, why was I not doing this all along? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just the it just takes the encouragement, it just takes the reminder, like for us, just seeing other people, like their beliefs really reflect in their behavior, and understanding how how potent that is. Uh, so just like mm-hmm. being being inspired by other people's success, being inspired by other people's failure, that's a real thing. But most of all, it's like super important that we're looking at ourselves and not worrying about where other people's beliefs and practices don't match up, but where our beliefs and practices match up. So yeah, I'm going to encourage people out there to think about some of the areas of their life where this is relevant. You know, mm-hmm. relationships is a big one. People mm-hmm. think that we may, we may say that we deserve love. We may say that we deserve to be in a healthy relationship, but... We continue to go back to relationships that are not healthy or we continue to talk to ourselves in a way that is not loving. And uh, once you do that, you'll start seeing how your relationships change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to establish, to get to get new and better results, we must first establish on a conscious level what we believe we're capable of creating. And once we've done that then now we make a plan uh on how to take action in that belief so what what does that look like for you all out there listening yeah think about maybe think about your money what do you believe about money do you believe that you really should or could make lots of money if you do then why aren't you doing the things that would lead to that and i mean i'm asking myself this of course, as well, and and seeing it change, I'm seeing it change in my own life. I've I've been kind of documenting this journey of mine with money, and I am seeing it shift. I am seeing myself believe that I do have the value, and I do deserve, do deserve to make a legitimate income that I can then turn around and do really wonderful things with. Mm-hmm. But if we're gonna believe at one point that you know we deserve money, but then we are going to deny ourselves the opportunity to make money or we're going to undercharge for our services or we're going to devalue our services. You can't hold a positive and a negative thought at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. And you're, again, like in our actions is where we really see our beliefs. I really like this exercise. It's really fun for me to do <clears throat> like at night. When the kids are in bed to no. sit <laughs> well not anymore because we all know <laughs> what i'm doing now <laughs> okay so after <laughs> the kids are in bed and you know i've gotten extra turned on for life uh, <laughs> i sit down with my journal and i describe in detail and saying out loud as well in present tense what my ideal scenarios are in life so like if I want I really would love to be making 
I don't know, just throwing out wild examples here, like ten million dollars a year. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. That, <laughs> Whoa. That mushroom farm is, is <laughs> popping. Yeah. <laughs> so then I say to myself, I am so happy and grateful now that I make ten million dollars a year. And with that ten million dollars, I do so many cool things. Almost like an interview, like Oprah is interviewing me. Mm-hmm. And she's asking me all these questions about my life Mm -hmm. and I'm talking in present tense as if this fantasy is real. Mm. Oh yeah. Like $10 million. It's really not that much. You know, I, uh, with it, I do lots of great things. I'd love to do more great things. I have, uh, opened up sacred mushroom churches all across the world. I sponsor women and small businesses. Uh, every day we give out another scholarship. I can send my children through the best education programs and allow them to thrive. And me and my husband, we can go to locations around the world and meet new people. We have friends all over the world, you know, and really get into that fantasy and practice talking as if it's happening. Mm-hmm. And I come out of it and I feel so good. So how does this relate to praxis though? I mean, are you, cause this is, yeah. like, is this like practice for praxis or what? Yeah. If you don't have $10 million, you can't put that belief into action. I, I suppose it's, getting emotionally involved Mm -hmm. with whatever it is that I'm consciously believing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if I am finding my bank account being practically empty and yet I am saying out loud that, yeah, I can totally be rich, but my results aren't showing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, then like, how do we get emotionally involved with that belief mm. and make it subconscious, like start tuning right. our subconscious to be in alignment with it. To, right. We've got to reprogram the subconscious. Yeah. So we have to really get emotionally involved. And then once we see, once we feel how wonderful that feels to be healthy, wealthy, uh, then we start seeking more experiences that confirm Mm -hmm. that belief. And if we, by practicing this exercise I talked about, then we're getting more committed to Mm -hmm. that feeling Mm -hmm. of, in that example, being financially abundant. Mm -hmm. And so tomorrow when I wake up, having done that exercise before bed, Hopefully I'm, I'm more in alignment with that vibration of financial abundance. And I'm like, Oh man, like what can I do today to get closer to that? Mm -hmm. That felt awesome. Because we do seek confirmation of our beliefs constantly. Right. And so we've got to really reprogram our beliefs in our subconscious so that inevitably and invariably our behaviors will match up. It's almost like, on on one hand, praxis is inevitable. It's again, it goes back to this whole like conscious versus subconscious beliefs, mm-hmm. right? Your conscious beliefs are very often different than your behaviors, but your subconscious beliefs are almost always, if not always, 
apparent in an individual's behavior. Mm-hmm. And it's so much, I mean, it, it's easy, but it's not simple, right? I, I love, I love saying that. I love realizing that because it is it's easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. No, it's, it's easy, simple, but, but it's not easy. Right. We just can, or what did I say backwards? It's, yeah. No, <laughs> I'm like, though. oh shit, that's <laughs> not how I understand it. <laughs> yeah. Simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. To reprogram our subconscious. We just keep telling ourselves the same thing. That's all we are. Mm-hmm. We are we are nothing but the manifestation of what we have told ourselves or what we've believed that other people have told us for the extent of our lives. Yeah. It takes energy and commitment and then we build momentum and before we know it we have ourselves a habit. Mm-hmm. You so. know where I see this so much is in uh religious circles. It just used to frustrate, it still does. Like I I hear you know, my, my family's Catholic. Love you, family. I know you're not going to listen to podcasts, so I don't really care. <laughs> but, uh, you know, fucking worry. Like, talk about faith. Religions talk about faith and how I got to have faith, got to have faith. And I do this, too. I'm not saying it's not. But, like, you can't you can't have faith and worry at the same time. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you have faith, so true. you can't. But that's what we see. And it's normal to have conflicting beliefs that because, again, like we said, the conscious and the subconscious – are two very different things. You consciously know that you are a human being and all human beings deserve freedom and love and, you know, resources. But subconsciously, you believe something very different about yourself. So we've got to be keep working and working and working to turn our subconscious or our conscious theories into a reality so that then we have less and less conflict between our belief and our behavior. More harmony in our life means better results and better outcomes. So the first question that I have to ask myself whenever I'm looking at this, whenever I'm looking at any kind of belief that I, that I want to change, is am I willing to make the change? Am I willing to really put in the effort? If not, well, then I guess I just have to be content with fucking misery. I have nobody else to blame but myself. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> but if I am, or if you are, then you have no one to be, to praise but yourself because you have the opportunity, I have the opportunity to become the person that I have always wanted to be and that you have always wanted to be. And that first, like Courtney says, takes that emotional involvement. We've got to really get involved with what it is that we want to embody. If you believe that you are a person that deserves love, or if you want to be that person, if you're trying to reprogram yourself into actually subconsciously knowing that you are the person that deserves love, then do like Courtney says. Go into yourself and imagine. Write it down. Describe what it looks like. When people are loving you, when people are giving you the appreciation and showing you the value that you want and deserve, I mean, ultimately, you're just showing it to yourself. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what we're always trying to do is affirm through others our own beliefs about ourselves. Mm -hmm. But you got to get really involved with it. You've got to be willing to fantasize about the things that you want to have in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, water it. Give it attention nourishment find find uh examples of that new belief that is improving your life helping you be happier and healthier like just give it that attention and love every single day and soon enough 
that old belief that was giving you crappy results it's gonna die from lack of nourishment it's just inevitable so do you think that we should just give not give those negative beliefs any attention whatsoever or should we you know acknowledge them in some some Mm. way I do feel like it's important to acknowledge that it's there that it um that it I acknowledge you however I'm focusing on something else now and now I'm going to focus on this new belief. I see you there right now, but you're not going to be there for long. Like, thanks for serving me how you did. But uh, I'm I'm now giving this attention over here. Mm-hmm. And uh, soon enough, if we're really giving m- the attention to that new belief, then the old one, it just phases out. I, lo- I love this analogy of the garden like if if we have a garden and we have weeds in the garden that we don't give any attention to then they'll take over Mm -hmm. right yeah if we acknowledge them you know i mean you can you can pluck them out the the thing is is that if we don't acknowledge it if we pretend like it's not there yeah then it's just going to be continuing to grow in the background but if like you say if we acknowledge it that it does serve a purpose, that there is some role that it plays, even if it is to serve as a juxtaposition and help us become aware of the polar opposite, then that's extremely valuable. Mm-hmm. The you know, If it wasn't for the many years that I felt worthless, then I wouldn't have got to the point of dissatisfaction and really sought to, to find my value. Right. So mm-hmm. it's it's that whole law of opposites or, you know, that there is for everything that is there is its opposite. So, yeah, if you think that you are operating on, on a subconscious belief that you don't deserve love or you don't deserve money. Well, the opposite of that is every bit is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I'm really glad you brought this up because this isn't we're not talking about a Pollyanna approach here where everything is love and light mm-hmm. and it's all good and I make mistakes and I just, those aren't real. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. that's not Mm -hmm. what we're talking about. We're talking about like a sincere approach to uh, nourishing our, our, our values and giving back being of service, you know, like choosing to nourish beliefs that are more of service to yourself and, the people around you, you know, really nourishing, um, all that is. And that means like acknowledging the shitty parts for sure. If we, if we don't acknowledge that old paradigm, then we, we can't change it Mm -hmm. is the thing. Yeah. And acknowledge the impact that it has on our surroundings. I mean, that's again, one of the biggest thing that's helped things has helped me to redirect my ways of thinking is seeing how my negative ways of thinking impact the people around me and uh yeah so it's a journey it's a process it takes a lot of discipline it really takes a commitment you've got to and it, <laughs> this is where it's so to me i just get i don't know i just kind of scratch my head and i know that i'm guilty of it so i'm not making any judgment but we all know those people that just like resign themselves to reinforcing the negative perceptions because it takes a lot of work it's it takes a lot of mental effort like Courtney says it takes a lot of mental discipline to keep reminding ourselves 
that were valuable, that were positive, that were good, that were all all the things that we want to be. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It just really like it it baffles me. Yeah, girl. Yeah. It really it really baffles me how we can so easily just resign ourselves to oh well this is how it is and ultimately it's just being lazy and I don't mean that in any judgmental way it's, I speak to myself I speak to other people you know this is this this is the truth if you are not willing to discipline yourself to change your way of thinking then you're just being fucking lazy and again Eric you too well, you're talking to yourself ultimately. Always. Yeah. Um, yeah, girl. Yeah, I know. Yes. Are you being lazy, or are you, you know, doing your doing your thing, doing what it takes? <laughs> right. Well, we can get into such a such a lowly type of energetic place that we really gotta take baby steps sometimes to get out mm-hmm. of there. I mean, mm-hmm. for some people. Uh, again, we're all in this together and we're all serving our purpose mm-hmm. uh, in where we're at. Acknowledging the people that really, really, really struggle with making a change, it doesn't mean you are less than at all. Mm-mm, no. It means there's programming there that has been there and been reinforced so many times. You know, the laziness is it's not an inherent trait it's a learned yes it's it's training Mm -hmm. and so it's if you identify with that then the point is that you're capable of being motivated and being disciplined you are capable of that if you just heard that which if you're listening to this podcast and you've got this far you're probably not a lazy person uh but if you do feel like oh god that's me i'm totally lazy that's so me well it doesn't have to be you is the thing well i mean i fuck i find myself being lazy sometimes yeah you know so it's not like it's all or nothing type scenario Uh, but anyway i think the the really the really important thing that we take away from this is that we all have the power to change our praxis we all have the power to have a positive life through discipline, through training, through reprogramming, it's not easy. Very seldom, if ever, can you do it on your own. You need a community. You need people that are going to be there helping you stay aware, checking in, reminding yourselves, or asking you, is that true? And Or are you really believe, behaving in the ways that you believe are true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... If you enjoyed this episode and you are also interested in sacred plants, you might very much enjoy our next episode. Yeah, we're going to be talking about some of the different kind of ways of working within that space. Uh, Yeah, so check that out and uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much. Have a great day.
this event was for people like want to get into real estate. It wasn't just here's how to flip a house. It's here's how to have a successful business. It was 